Well, we, we've been in a lot of good words, as everybody's talking about, and so let's just continue in it. I, I've taught, this will be the third time, very specifically with purpose, that I've taught to help overcome sin, weakness, death, so forth. First night was on a WebEx where I, I talked about the dream I had where the Lord said, go and stop the devil. And last week we talked about the obedience and the disobedience, sin being the disobedience. And that was interesting what Julie said there about the comments is, well, if you stop doing disobedience and just do obedience, that's your fix. Would you agree? But there is an underlining problem with that whole idea. It's called desire. Oh, desire. If there's one big enemy against obedience, it would be desire to be disobedient. What do you think of that? Is that true? So question for you. If you have the wrong desire... Can you think you can be obedient to God's word? Are you sure? Why couldn't you? Who said that? Fake it. <laughs> oh, think it. <laughs> I'm like, fake it. There you go. <laughs> because that's, that, that sounded familiar to a lot of people. Yeah, I'm faking it right now. Well, you told me to be obedient, so I'm going to fake it for a little while. I don't really want to. But that's, that's reality of how people think sometimes too, right? Um, and so here's the thing. I remember Rick preaching a good while ago, years ago, and he talked about what if Adam could have just obeyed what God said? What if he just could have not eaten off the tree? But what happened was when God divided him and revealed the part that was going to lust or sin or have a wrong desire, well then all of a sudden Adam was in a conundrum, so to speak, in the fact that now because Eve had eaten off the tree, his desire had stepped out against God, Adam immediately to save her, went along with it and disobeyed. And so the interesting part is, is that God wants to make you obedient. And I don't mean that in a negative sense, like, like force you. I mean, he wants to make you or reinvent you and make you in, a, in an obedient one, uh, one that obeys God's voice. But to do that, you're going to have to deal with the lust and the desire, which that's what lust is. I, I'm calling it desire because that, it's lust. You have to deal with the desire in you. And, and what's interesting is the desire is what gets us in trouble because until you learn that a desire controls you, more than your will to obey. And that's the key. Is we could say that 
just do it. And I say that because there's a reason why I say, no, just stop that and do this. Because what do you think God did by giving a law? He say, said, I want to show you the right way. At the same time, I want to reveal that there's a desire in you that can't do it. Isn't that awesome? So start doing it. And Tim, we talked about it this morning. How many times have you set in your mind, I'm all excited. I am ready to go and serve God. I'm reading my Bible more. I'm coming to church more. I'm praying more. I am giving all out. And then it just fades away. Do you know what that is? A lot of times, not every time, a lot of times that's a person trying to be obedient without complete desire. Well, it's temporary desire. So it's like, ooh, I feel good about it. It's New Year's coming up. We're going to face this a lot. Right? January 1st, I'm ready. Let's go. Bam. Okay, that wears off. What we really need is a complete change of desire. Some would say complete change of lifestyle. It's a complete change of the heart. Remember what we talked about? You said it, Julie. Love God. Love God. Love God. And so when that happens and you have a loving God situation, does it change desire? That's your desire. Interesting enough, how many was on the WebEx Thursday night? I called Tim Gowett and we were talking because he spoke a little bit. It's interesting enough, he, he quoted or actually read about the Old Testament Ten Commandments. The first commandment being, love the Lord your God. And you got to love him above all other gods, right? Where did the Ten Commandments take place in the New Testament? Very good. Have you ever noticed that Jesus redid the giving of the Ten Commandments? Now I want you to think this way. Jesus, when he stood there and said, hey, I'll sum up all the commandments with, the, with these two things. He regave, he redid the Ten Commandments. Was he God coming from the mountain of God, Keith? So when he handed forth those two commandments, it was a redo of the entire commandments. So did he redo the commandments? Now it's about desire, isn't it? It's not just about obedience. It's about desire with obedience. Does that make sense? Because it has to be that way. Or if you're only commanded by obedience all the time, you think you could do it all the time when your desire is warring against you? You're going to have a problem, aren't you? See, here's what I'm after in teaching about love. Is I believe God can fix our desire. I know you can. I can tell you all day long to be obedient. And guess what? If I tell you you got to read this and you got to come to Bible study and you got to get online and you got to come to church. If I look at you, Tim, and I say, here's what I want you to do. I know you'll do it. All of you. I know you will. Because you love God. You love me. You love the church. You love everything we're doing. I know you will. But that don't mean your heart's in it. You know what I want, don't you? 
I want your heart in it. Because that's what God possesses. He doesn't just possess your obedience. He possesses your heart. So he wants your desire. Now that's interesting. So if, if I tell you, no, just stop doing that. What am I really after? I'm putting you in a place to show you this is the will of God. But I want your heart in it too. So how do we get that? Well, we're, we're, we're going there. Because I want to ask you something else. Israel was a disobedient nation, correct? Did Israel go to the wilderness and fail and fail and fail? Why? Was their heart toward God or was their heart toward themselves, Marty? It was toward themselves, wasn't it? So anytime they saw uh, another nation worshiping another God, I want to try that. They strayed away. But God said, look, I'll provide everything. But I want to teach you. So he gave them a commandment, sent them into the wilderness to teach them how to love and trust God. Now, where was the redo in the new commandment, in the, in the New Testament? Where was the redo of Israel? It was Jesus. See, when you look at that, that commandment, and when you look at that temptation in the wilderness, you got to look at Jesus and say, this is the new Israel. And say, this is the redo of Israel in the Old Testament. Look how he faced his enemies. Look how he faced the temptation. He loved God with all his heart. And he loved the purpose of God and the will of God. He overcame the devil and the temptation because his heart was in love with his father. And he knew he was one with him. And how is that? Well, you could say when he was baptized and the heavens opened and the spirit of God came down and sat upon like a dove and said, this is my beloved son and whom I am well pleased. That's awesome. Did he hear that word? When it went into him, Jesus, what do you think he thought about it? Did he, uh, you know, just kind of brush it off? Or did he believe it? Did, it? did he more than believe it by putting it in him as if it were absolutely true? So he put works to it. So when he stood against the devil and the devil came to him to basically say, I'll give you everything. We've been through this. And he said, no. No, no, no. Why? Because his desire, because his love, because his obedience, because his righteousness, he couldn't be defiled. He had no sin in him, right? So let's read something here, and you'll relate to this verse in James chapter 1. Chapter 1, verse, I think it's verse 12 is where we'll start. And wave at me when you got it. Blessed is the man that endures temptation. Interesting word, huh? Endure. You mean temptation is going to continue to come? How about enduring to the end and you will be saved? For when he is tried, he shall receive a crown of life 
which the Lord has promised to them that love him. You see this? Who's going to get the promise? Those that love God. Not just the ones that are always just trying to be obedient according to the flesh. That's what got Israel in trouble, right? But those that love him, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither does he tempt any man. Every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Let's, matter of fact, let's read one more. Then when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. Now go back, put verse 14 back up there. Every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Notice something here. Lust, it says in the next verse, can conceive. When it conceives, it brings forth death as a, as a child. Death, sin and death. So Now that's, okay, I can comprehend that. So desire is dealing with the female part of you. And so when desire conceives, it brings forth. Now, how is the woman saved? In childbearing, because the, the order of it is that the woman of God brings forth the sons of God. Mary brought forth Jesus to bring forth the salvation. It saved her, and it saved everyone. But here's the thing. So desire being in the female part brings forth in conception. What if sin, what if it's sin, sin is working there? It brings forth death, right? So notice, you got to have good or evil, but there's something very important. I think it's the last word in this verse, the enticed. What are you enticed by? You say, well, how do I learn what I desire? Be enticed. Be tempted. Be tested. See, God, it says in the King James, tempted Abraham. It, that word means testing. It's not a negative because we just read, God tempts no one. God's not out to make you turn against him. But he is out to reveal your desire. So notice, you say, well, how can I overcome sin? Find out your desire. Because the sin in you is going to give the devil access. So you need to overcome sin. You need to overcome the devil. How do you do that? It's time to find out where your desire is. And if you haven't paid attention to it, it's time to start. So what that means is, if you can look at what entices you and draws you away, that's what you want to pay attention to. Say, well, I've been watching. Because I tell people this. Watch your thoughts, Julie. Look at what is drawing you away. Pay attention to this. This is just everyday stuff. What if somebody walks up and you're just hanging around? Next thing you know, we're, all, we're both gossiping. We love it. We desire it. 
You see that? Before you even know it, you're seduced into gossiping. You could have been the seducer. But if you stop and think about what's going on and realize, wow, I am so easily enticed into gossiping and talking about others and things like that. That's just one example. How is it that I am so easily seduced into gossiping? You have to answer this one question. Do I love gossiping? (laughs) And you know what you should tell yourself? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Apparently. But if we go, no, I don't love gossiping. I never do it. But then you do it all the time. See, that's a problem. Is when you're not even reading your own parable. See, the funny thing about learning people is the, one of the most craziest things in, as being a human is, is everybody else can see what I can't. I'm the only one in the room that can't see that I'm gossiping. But when I come around everybody, they know it. Isn't that interesting how that happens? So what do I need to do? If I'm a gossiper, what do I need to do? <laughs> there you go. Just shut up. I need to shut up and take a step back and look at myself and examine my thoughts and compare it to the Word of God and compare it to the preached Word of God and compare it to the Spirit and how Jesus did it and ask myself, am I dividing here or am I joining? Am I edifying or am I tearing down? Awesome stuff. You want to, and, and what does it manifest? Desire. Desire. You say, well, I, I don't know my desire. Yes, you do. And the things you don't know, it's time to learn. So I would look at, and this is not a witch hunt. So I should explain myself. I've always told you, let the word reveal your sin. Well, guess what? I'm preaching it to you right now. So you say, I'm not sending you on a witch hunt, but I am sending you to begin to observe. Why do I always get enticed in this certain area? I must desire it. You know what's going to happen? We're going to put the word to it. We're going to start putting the word of God to it and let the word of God change it. Because the only way... Say, well, I I would love to be in heaven. I want to go to heaven. I want to spend time with Jesus. I want to hear from God. We don't realize that some of these desires are keeping us out. We say with our mouth we love God, but yet with our heart. Now, is that possible for us in this church that that could be true? Don't ever count yourself outside of a truth of God coming to pass in your life. How do you know? Test it. That's what we're doing. That's what we need to do. So if, if you come to me and say, I love God and I'm, I'm doing this and I live this way, I'm, I'm looking. And if I go, well, that's interesting because your entire parable speaks opposite of that. What should I do? Should I say it and tell you and, and uh, stand you in the corner? You wouldn't go there anyway, would you? 
No, I want to now create a moment where you and the Lord can have that talk. Because you know where you get it the best? Is when the Lord helps you. So yeah, 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 I could tell you what to do. But we found out when Moses tried to tell Israel what to do, what happened? Stop bossing me around, dude. We hear from God as much as you do. Then the earth opened up and swallowed all of them. But, see, this is, this is why you can't just follow people. Because you'll despise them. I'm telling you, okay? So, our goal here is to allow the Spirit of God to help you. And then us, I try as best I can to guide you toward that moment. Like bring you to that visitation with God so that you can hear from God and have that desire changed. And if we could do that, how awesome is that? Now I want to show you something real quick. We're going to continue, like I said last week, in the Word of God. We're not letting any of this Word of God fail, are we? No way. 1 Peter. Yeah, 1 Peter chapter 2. And we're going to read verse 1. And I want to show you something, because you asked a question, okay? How do I get my desire changed? How do I... De- have you ever asked that question? Now, I don't want you to overlook the obvious, okay? Got it? Let's start reading here. Wherefore, laying aside all malice... Hold on. Let, go back to verse 25. Because it it starts a new chapter, but listen to verse 25. But the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Well, that alone is an answer. An enduring word is preached. Now, how many remember the enduring we mentioned a few minutes ago? As temptations, in, if you endure temptations, how are you going to do that? With a word that endures forever. That's easy. So the word will never fail you. Okay, first and foremost. Verse 1 now of chapter 2. Wherefore, because the word endures forever, this gospel we live by, lay aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If so, be you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. I'll get to verse 3, but back up to verse 2 on the screen. Notice what it says. As newborn babes desire a newborn babe desires he desires tim a newborn desires milk a newborn desires milk what kind of milk are we talking about and what kind of newborn are we talking about a child of god born of god he that is born of god sins not does not sin why his desire changes Say, well, I need a magical moment. That moment you're thinking of is being born of God. 
Because when you're born of God, the desire changes. And you begin to desire the milk, which is the Word of God. And when you desire the milk of the Word of God, guess what it says? Look, I want to point your attention to this verse where it says that you may grow thereby. Grow in what? Desire. You say, well, grow up. Yeah, this, this word that you may grow thereby, it's going to mean that you grow up. But notice too, that desire in you is going to grow up too. See, when you're a baby, you desire milk. That's the correct thing. But you will begin to fight with other desires that aren't quite overcome yet. How many of you realize that even as a child, Paul said to the Corinthian church, I speak unto you as babies. You're still carnal. Because there's envying and strife and divisions among you. Notice. Say, well, how can that be? He's talking to them that they are dealing with their desire. They've got to grow up some more. See, you have a desire for the Word of God. How many of you do? You do, don't you? How many of you have a desire to overcome the devil? How many of you have a desire to reign with Jesus Christ in eternal life? But here's my question. How big is that desire? Because some of you may have a desire that's in a small stage where, look, I love God and I want to overcome. But I still, you know, I like things. And I'm enticed by things. And I'm saying to you, how do you get desire? God already put the desire there. It just may be small. All of you desire to come to church today. Why? Because there is that desire of loving God there and being saved and being healed and being restored. Now we have to build on it. So what do you think all the preaching is doing? It's growing up your desire. And so I say to you this, while you have concentrated on your desire for other things a lot in your life, Let's focus on the desire, even if it's small, so we can grow that desire up. Because once that desire of God grows up in you, guess what you will turn away from? You will lose desire for other things. And I'm going to tell you, I have proved this out. I am shocked sometimes at looking back to 20 years ago, my desire versus today. I know it's true. Some of you, in, uh, you in this room, you know it's true in yourself that you've desired God in a small way, but as you've given yourself over to God, I mean desires for other things begin to leave you. Doesn't mean you're perfect. And I always think that because you're human, you have to accept, Marvin, that there's some desire of the flesh that will always be there. Everybody, everybody understand that? If you think that you're going to get to a place in this physical world where all of your desire is 100% God 
and you're not going to care about nothing in this life at all, I want to snap you out of it. You are flesh and blood. And as long as you're flesh and blood, you might have to endure some of those temptations. But here's the thing. Your endurance is with a word that endures right along with it. And even greater. And so you have the power. The key is don't neglect the desire that's already there. You say, I want desire. I want the right desire. It's already there. It's a baby. Some of you are not babies in desire. Some are older. Some are um, growing faster than others. But hey, here's, that's not the point. The point is the desire is there. Now we're going to build on it. Because if you say, how do I get this desire? It's there. And they say, well, how do I grow it? We're doing it. Look at you. Your desires have already changed, haven't they? It's time to have another communion service in January, isn't it? I mean, if, we're, if, if we got to do in our life, we say, well, it's a new year. Well, let's have a new year then with a new communion. And do I like new commitments? Yeah. New commitments that last forever. It's called growing. Everybody thought of that? Well, I want to make another commitment. That's called growing. Because at one point I committed Marty just to come to church. Another time, then I committed to read my Bible. But then I committed to love God. And then I, then I committed to serve God. And be his servant. Then I committed to be a pastor. And I committed to be an elder. And I committed to experience Jesus. I committed to lay things down in my life that would hinder me. All these commitments is growth. It's not a law. It's a growth. So you say, well, should I make commitments? Yeah. Because that means you're growing up. Well, what if I fail? Because I have before. You did it by the flesh. Well, that's easy. When you learned you did it by the flesh, that just means you got you to let God, that desire grow a little bit more. That's all. So I hope you're encouraged today. If you're going to overcome sin, it's, you just got to let the word keep being put there, Marty. Just grow. That's it. So I'm not big enough to put a beat down on the lies of the devil. Don't worry. You're growing up. You're growing up. Some of his little children, those little devils, spirits, you've overcome them, haven't you? So don't worry. Because I remember one of the things that God started showing me was there are many principalities, powers, spiritual wickedness in high places. To get to the highest authority you might have to go through a few principalities and rulers and princes, things like that. In spiritual wickedness, you might have to experience some of those to get to the highest place. But you know what that means? It means you're growing. So how do I overcome temptation? What's the answer? The Word of God? What else? What? Endure? What else? Turn from it? 
You're missing the one word I've been saying for the last 20 minutes. Grow up. Yeah, it's two words. Two witnesses. They always go in twos. <laughs> hey, all of those answers are true. I've been saying all of them, haven't I? But we, it, it's as simple as this, and I want to put it in your thoughts. You have desire, just grow it up. How do you grow it up? Keep giving yourself to the word. One time when I was a kid, I did love God with the best I could. I'll never forget, I could tell you, I visualize him where we were living in Florida. And I was in, in my room and I had promised God to read my Bible 10 chapters a day, every day. 10 chapters every day. I didn't know that was a rule that I was going to condemn myself with. I thought it was because I needed to do that. And so I started and I was doing good until I wasn't. And I skipped a day and I'll make it up. Well, I skipped another day. Well, now I'm 20 in the hole and I'm like, wow, I, but I, there's things I'm a kid. I missed the third day. I was so condemned that I remember at school the next morning, I set up half the night. I read 30 chapters in the book of Matthew. Then I had to read a couple in Mark. And 30 chapters because I didn't want to lie to God. And I look back on that and I go, isn't that the way we live? That's a, that's a childlike mind that thinks I'm going to displease God because I'm making promises that it's like writing a check you can't cash. I'm making promises to God that I can't live up to. When I learned that that wasn't what it was about, that it was about loving God and doing it from the heart, changed everything. Have any of you guys ever done anything like that? Silly like that? It almost looks silly, doesn't it? But it's, it's the silliness of that mindset. So I learned it was just a growing up. I had the desire, but it was spotty. And so get the desire, let it grow up, realize it's there, let it grow up, and then follow God with all you got. And that's the way I look at some of our uh, people, honestly, is there's different desire levels. So where am I at in God? Well, you're at this desire level. So we don't want to compare, but it's our parable. Our parable tells it's a teacher to all of us. But God loves us all, and he's got one big desire for us. What is it? <laughs> now we're going to say grow up. I want you to grow up, and I'll end with this. I thought about this, Courtney and I, when she was little, I'll never forget the first time we ever had a conversation. It blew my mind as a dad. First time, right? First time dad. And so she started talking to me, and I sat there in disbelief, like I'm having a conversation with my little girl. Like, that was amazing, because it was no more goo-goo-ga-ga and all this and, and half sentences. This was an actual I couldn't believe it. So I'll never forget that. That was one of the moments I'll never forget. I look back on that and I think that was awesome. But you know what I think is more awesome? While all of that sets deep in the heart? 
What's more awesome is sitting and talking with her now. Because now she has experience in life. Now she's been through things. Now she's making herself uh, uh, successful and doing things in life and, and you know, having uh, children and marriage and a home and, and working and being faithful to that and coming to church and all of that. And I go, this conversation, while that one was special, and, and, and I'll never forget it, now, now, older, more mature, isn't that what God is looking for? Isn't that what God wants to sit down and share secrets with us? You know, I wanted to tell you so bad. It's like when I bought Josh. He, how old was he? Three, three, and I bought him a Nerf gun this big, and he couldn't even hold it up. And I'm like, come on, dude. Thing was this big, literally. Naomi still makes fun of me for that. He couldn't hold it up. And, and see, so sometimes it's like we hear secrets and mysteries and we go, oh, I want that, I want that, I want that. That's, it's too big. It's too big. And God says, let me grow you up. And then I'll talk to you. We'll have this conversation again, Marty. But I just need to take some time and grow you up. Now, is that okay? Can we handle that? Yeah. See, now that's how you overcome sin. That's how you overcome temptation. You grow into it. And you let God lead you. And some of you have been condemned because you've tried to look the devil in the eye, so to speak, and overcome sin, and you failed. Acknowledge this one thing. I'm going to grow up. I'm going to grow up, and we'll be revisiting this again. For now, Lord, I need your grace. I need your grace. Cover me in this. I'm a little weak right now, but I'm getting there. And you just, you can't fight the fact that that desire, but we're going to let God can come and instantly change desire too. Okay. That's for another time. But how many can hear me? Stand to your feet. I'll tell you what, are you ready to grow up and let God change you? Amen. Let's do as we always do. Take your neighbor's hand. Lord, increase this desire by growing us up in your word. Change us. By letting us see the things that are lacking. But by your word and by your grace, help us overcome these things by growing us up and changing us by your spirit. And we thank you for it today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You love the Lord? All right. God bless you today. Go away in, in peace and joy and serve the Lord today the best you can. All right.